Romans 12, 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What does it mean to not be conformed to this world? And then what does it mean to have our minds renewed? That is the focus of this podcast. Welcome to the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast, brought to you by Restoring the Foundations International. Our desire is to equip you with biblical truth to empower you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. For more, please visit RestoringTheFoundations.org. Now, here's your podcast. I'm Lee Whitman with Restoring the Foundations, and today I want to look at this process of getting and keeping our minds renewed to God's truth. I think most of us will agree that the battle for faith is often fought in the minds. I think we can also agree that the amount of information that is being presented to us on a daily basis has drastically increased. You know, back in the day, you may have had information coming to you from a few sources such as the local newspaper, the local TV station, one or two radio stations, and of course your church. Today, sources of information are almost limitless which makes the need for having our minds renewed to God's truth even more important in this day than ever before. So Romans 12, 2 is our verse for today. Taking this verse from the Passion Translation, it says, Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. This process of totally reforming our thoughts, it's not just about memorizing a Bible verse. Many people are full of scripture, yet still live out of ungodly beliefs. This is the process of allowing God to transform the way we think. The word used here for transformed is the Greek word from which we get metamorphosis. It's that transformation of changing a caterpillar into a butterfly. That's not something that is instantaneous. It takes some time for the transformation to take place. So the same is true for us. It takes time and effort for our minds to be renewed to God's truth. You will notice in this podcast that I keep saying God's truth. There is much intellectual thought today that says that truth is whatever you want it to be. That idea in itself is a complete lie. We cannot create our own truth. There is one truth, and that's God's truth. You know, I was shocked recently when talking to a young minister friend of mine. He said that when his staff goes on a ministry trip, it's not uncommon for he and his female assistant to share a hotel room to save money. Now, he assured me that there was never anything inappropriate going on sexually between them when they shared a room. In fact, he said this was kind of a common occurrence for other staff members from this ministry as well. I look at this as imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around us, instead of living by God's word. The Bible clearly says in 1 Thessalonians 5.22, abstain from every appearance of evil. Let's say if someone you're trying to minister the gospel to were to see a minister and his female assistant coming out of a hotel room together in the morning, that would definitely give the appearance of evil. The culture that these young ministers are imitating doesn't see anything wrong with that behavior. I remember hearing the story that Billy Graham would not 
meet with a woman in his office with the door closed in order to avoid even the hint of evil. So how can we who are being inundated with information on a minute-by-minute basis not succumb to being conformed to this world? I think it starts by asking and allowing the Holy Spirit to search our minds and hearts. In Psalms 139, David clearly states all the ways that God knows him so intimately. He says that God knows when he rises up, when he sits down. God knows the words on David's tongue before he even speaks. God knit David together in his mother's womb. In short, God knows everything about David. Yet, in verses 23 and 24, David says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. And see if there be any hurtful way in me, and lead me in the everlasting way. Now, David's just spent 22 verses saying how intimately God knows him. So why does he ask God to know him again? Well, what I think David is saying in these two verses is, God, search me and show me my anxious thoughts. Show me if there is any hurtful way in me. Because on my own, I'm blind to my own motives and thoughts. Asking for God's revelation is the place to begin to having our minds renewed to God's truth. When we ask God to search us and show us anything that does not line up with his nature, his character, or his word, God will gladly answer that request. He wants our minds renewed to the truth even more than we do. And when God reveals a lie that we're believing, RTF ministry is the best way to break the lie and receive God's truth. You see, you simply can't unthink a lie and have its power removed from your life. We must first break agreement with the lie and break the agreement we've made with the kingdom of darkness. When we're in agreement with a lie, we're also making an agreement with the father of lies. This agreement must be broken in order to rid ourselves of the power this lie has over our life. Then once the agreement with the kingdom of darkness is broken, then you will be able to ask God for his truth to replace the lie. And when God speaks, He doesn't just speak through scriptures. What he says will always line up with scripture, but he speaks in ways that we can hear and understand. Recently, during ministry, a young man asked God for his truth after we had come out of agreement with a lie. God gave him two pictures. The first picture was of an asteroid blazing towards Earth. The second picture was of an NBA basketball player named Damian Lillard. Now, neither picture was a Bible verse, Yet when we asked this young man what those pictures said to him, he understood clearly the message that God was giving him. God spoke to him in a manner that he could understand. Now, we must be careful to evaluate what we believe and make sure it lines up with Scripture. You've no doubt heard the analogy of boiling a frog in a pot of hot water. If the water's already hot, the frog will simply jump out. But if you put the frog into a pot of cool water and turn up the heat, the frog will stay in the water and boil to death. That is what's happening to our culture. The heat of the water is being turned up slowly, and we are unknowingly tolerating the change. That's why it's essential that we put 2 Corinthians 10.5 into practice on a daily basis. It says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. There are many things in our world that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. 
Many of those things come into your home through the forms of various media. The temperature of the water is being turned up slowly, and if we're not careful, many of us are tolerating it. The second part of 2 Corinthians 10.5 says to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. The verse does not say to take just those sinful thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. It says to take every thought into captivity. Even those good thoughts, Lee? Yep, even the good thoughts. Why is that? As Pastor James Lowe said at the 2023 RTF International Conference, sometimes we live below what God has for us because we're living by good thoughts and not God thoughts. So making every thought become obedient to Christ is part of having our minds renewed to the truth. And the more we allow our minds to be renewed to God's truth, the easier it is to hear his voice of God telling us um, what thoughts can stay and which thoughts need to go. My friend Mary was walking through a feed store when she heard God tell her to go over to another customer and tell him that God told her to tell the man that she needed some painting done at her house. Turns out the man was a strong believer and a painter, and he was actually wondering why God sent him to that feed store that day. Mary could hear the voice of God clearly because she practices a lifestyle of having her mind renewed to God's truth. Now, when you're replacing old lies, RTF calls these ungodly beliefs, when you're replacing those with God's truth, there are some things that you need to know that will help you in the process of renewing your mind. The first thing is that once you have come out of agreement with the lie and received God's truth, it's now up to you to keep the door shut to the old ways of thinking. The enemy is very eager to try and trip you up into thinking the old lie again. That's why practicing 2 Corinthians 10.5 is so important to take every thought captive. Then, when the enemy tries to get you to agree with that old lie again, you can take that thought captive and tell it to go away. And when you're renewing your mind, the enemy knows that he's losing ground in your life. Thus, he does not normally give up right away. Realize that some forms of warfare are likely to continue until the demons assigned to you realize that you're going to be firm in your resolve. The more you take that tempting thought captive and, and get rid of them, the sooner the battle will cease. So let me give you an example. Let's say that your ungodly belief was, because of my past, I can never be used by God. So after coming out of agreement with this lie, God says to you, I have washed you clean and called you to co-labor with me in my kingdom. It's pretty awesome truth, right? But now is when the enemy is going to try and plant seeds of doubt in your mind to steal that truth away. He will begin by reminding you of all the past sins as a reason why God can't use you. Oh, God can't use someone who's done what you've done. It's no use. Just give up. Does that sound familiar to anyone? Take that thought captive, kick it to the curb, and return to the truth that God gave you, that you are washed clean and you will co-labor with him in his kingdom. This battle will only continue until the enemy knows that you are firm in your new godly belief. Then he'll give up. The best way to cooperate with the Holy Spirit in this renewing of your mind is to digest these new godly beliefs until they become part of your belief system. We can live out of what we think until a crisis hits. When we hit a tough place in our lives, what we think 
is no longer adequate, and we must live out of what we believe. That's why you can be going along doing really well, and then all of a sudden some crisis hits your life, and you begin to see ungodly beliefs begin to surface all over the place. I would have told you in the past that I trusted God completely with our financial future, as long as I had money in the bank. When the money in the bank ran out, I realized that I really didn't trust God. I'd really just been trusting in my savings. To get these new godly beliefs to move from your head to your heart, we recommend that you meditate on and say and declare them out loud to yourself for the next 63 days. Yeah, 63 days. Dr. Carolyn Leaf says it takes 63 days for a thought to become a belief. So for 63 days, say them out loud to yourself. Try this. Try standing in front of the mirror in the morning when you're getting dressed. Look yourself in the eye and say them to yourself. Doing this kind of strange thing uses three modes of learning. Your mouth, your ears, and your eyes. Plus, it's just weird enough that it makes an impact on you. Do this as long as it takes to make this new belief part of your belief system. You will know when that belief is firmly established in your belief system when it's reflected throughout your behavior. It is vital that we get our minds renewed to God's truth in this day. The temperature of the water is being turned up and we are in danger of being boiled to death. Father God, I thank you that you have given us the ability to have our minds renewed to the truth, that we don't have to stay stuck in old lies, that we don't have to tolerate false beliefs that come to us, but that we can, as we spend time with you, break off those old ungodly beliefs, come out of agreement with them, cancel our agreement with the kingdom of darkness, and then allow you to speak your truth to us. And when we know your truth, your word is so clear, it says, and the truth will set us free. So Father, I just pray for each one that's listening, that they would not tolerate um, these ungodly beliefs, not even, not even little ones, but that we would have our minds renewed to the truth so that we can hear your voice more clearly, so that we can walk in the spirit more clearly, so that we can, can experience the fruit of the spirit in a pure and simple way. But Father, thank you for the, the ministry of RTF. Thank you for Chester and Betsy and the, the ministry that they put together that really does break these ungodly beliefs off of us so that we can be free. Father, again, I just bless each one that's listening. And if there's some, Lord, that need to get some ministry, get some help in dealing with their own ungodly beliefs, prompt them, move upon them, give them the courage to go on the website and look up a ministry team that can minister to their particular needs. Thank you again, Father, for your truth. Thank you for the life that we can live in you, the freedom we can have. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us on the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast today. We pray you are blessed and equipped with biblical truth, empowering you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. To learn more about the ministry of Restoring the Foundations International, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.